Good morning, and we are joined at this time, as we are every other Monday, by Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. Good morning to you, Congressman. How are you doing on this glorious Monday? Good morning. Good morning, Tom. You know, you're my favorite radio uh, interview of the week. Did I tell you that yet? No, you did not. That's uh, that's that's fascinating. <laughs> 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 Your favorite one so far. <laughs> so far. Yeah. No, I had another one this morning. Yeah, no. Oh, well. yeah. So here here we are. We got the election tomorrow. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, I've been out and about as all my peers have, my competitors have, and, you know, meeting and talking with people, Tom. And I, I just, we got about 10% of uh, absentee ballots, generally speaking, uh, in the district and, and, and across the state, by the way. And I just ask everybody, if you can get out to vote today or tomorrow, please get out and vote. You know, the, we're, we're still at only about 30% uh, that get out of registered voters that can get out and vote, or eligible voters, I should say. So that my, my message this morning is please get out and vote. That's, you know, either vote for or against whatever whatever is important to you. And as far as uh, the uh, early uh, in-person absentee voting, I mean, have you seen any numbers as far as uh, that's concerned? Uh, because uh, when I I did early voting on Saturday and uh, my polling place had, uh, had quite a few as uh, and it seemed like it was uh, more than usual. Well, I will get today at noon, Tom, kind of what happened towards the end of the week. Uh, what I had probably through Thursday was about 10 percent of voters had voted. And so that's interesting. I've been to a number of polls. I haven't seen big crowds. So you're saying on Saturday you had a big crowd. Yeah, I mean, uh, for, for early voting, uh, because uh, yeah. I, I did it, uh, of course, two years ago and uh, it really didn't uh, spend any time uh, waiting in line or anything. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't a very long wait, but uh, the fact that it just seemed like, uh, to me, there were a lot of people there, uh, you know, all things being equal. Well, that's great news. I, I think um, that bodes well that more people's voices are going to be heard. I, I will say I've had a lot of conversations, and, you know, not to be partisan about this, but um, it, it seems like there's a great deal of enthusiasm uh, in the Republicans. In the early, uh, the absentee ballots early have really kind of skewed uh, towards Republicans across the state. So we'll see what that means. Uh, that's interesting. And see if that didn't pick up. Or maybe maybe the Democrats kind of came out a little later this time. We'll, well, I'll certainly find out by the end of today. We'll know through Saturday where it's at. And and then, you know, uh, tomorrow people people get out and vote. That's when I vote. I'm, I'm going to get out and be out early, get out, vote, and then go to breakfast with some some of my supporters, a little bit of rally, and then go hit polls. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, that's the, uh, getting uh, into uh, some of the areas, especially where you're on the ballot. And uh, but uh, you know, and uh, as far as uh, 
the campaign is concerned, how has the campaign gone for you? What kind of uh, reception um, have you gotten? And uh, two, what are uh, some of the other uh, issues that people have really expressed opinions about to you? Yeah, yeah, two two great questions. The, the uh, uh, it's it's the same. It's been inflation and crime. Uh, my the new Indiana sixth district includes one third of Marion County, and then has Donut counties. It has Shelby, Henry, or uh, Hancock, Shelby, and then Johnson County. So I hear a lot about crime as well, uh, but it's still the cost of everything in the economy and and what's happening there. That'd be the number one issue. But when you say how is campaigning gone in my new district in Marion County, those folks have not had a Republican candidate choice for decades. So that the reception there, and I thank them on Saturday, uh, has been huge because now they can actually vote for a Republican for Congress, where, where many times uh, the candidate uh, wasn't even a viable candidate and that's indianapolis has always been blue but it's a very very heavy republican part of marion county it's a southern part so the reception has been great and it's been fun you know meeting some new people as well and if i'm not mistaken that's probably where it seemed like a lot of uh, population growth that uh, tends to be and a lot of uh, new housing and things of that nature yeah it's enormous you know it's like over by if people, listeners, are familiar with it, the Wanamaker, uh, kind of the south, uh, let's call it uh, 5 o'clock on the clock outside of Marion, in Marion County. It's just one new suburb after another. It's absolute down to Southport and County Line and all that whole area. It's just, I think it's probably the fastest growing place of all. And then uh, Johnson County, way over by um, uh, Bargersville is, phenomenal growth down the new 37 which will be called 69 so yeah there's a lot of growth down there all right so getting a a little bit of a geography lesson and uh your uh, your new congressional district so uh, and of course uh, i'm i imagine of course you still uh, have some uh, holdover counties as well oh yeah absolutely so i uh you know it's i i had 19 i'll have 11 uh, so I I, lo- I picked up two, um, so I lost ten of the old county, and a lot of your listeners are in those. And Aaron Houchin is the Republican candidate there. I I just I just don't know who the other candidate is. I'm not trying to slight anybody, but Aaron Houchin is uh, is running there. And you know we I, we just have to remind people, and and as we have Tom that even after tomorrow, if you have any issues that, you, that you're dealing with the federal government, whether it's tax, Social Security, veterans issues, or anything at all, uh, we will still be the people that handle that for you up until the 3rd or t- till the 4th of January. So don't forget us at pence.house.gov. All right, so that'll be until uh, January 4th of 2023 that uh, folks in uh, this area uh, will still uh, be able to uh, go to uh, pence.house.gov and uh, get some information and assistance with the federal agency or whatever the case may be. So uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and we'll continue our conversation with 6th District Congressman Greg Pence right after this. 
Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with 6th District Congressman Greg Pence. And uh, until January 4th, 2023, we'll uh, be representing uh, folks in uh, this part of uh, Indiana, in the uh, southern part of the state, and uh, with the reconfiguring. And, of course, uh, you know, we talked about the... Uh, the candidates for uh, the ninth, the new ninth congressional district, they'll be uh, either Aaron Halchin or uh, Matt Fife as the uh, representative in Congress. And uh, as far as um, between now and then, uh, Congressman Pence, uh, what can we uh, look for as far as uh, possibly uh, work in the, uh, I guess, this lame duck uh, session of Congress as far as uh, maybe some top uh, issues or uh, things that people are looking to uh, get uh, solutions to? Yeah, great. Thanks for asking that. It's like it, people always wonder, you know, what what do you do? Uh, and, you know, between now and the end of the year, we have to pass, we must pass the National Defense Authorization Act. We do that every year. We have to either um, authorize or support the president's budget or not. Uh, we have to address the debt ceiling. That, may, that could be... Uh, all of these things could be kicked down the can down the road, as they say. I believe that the National Defense Authorization Act uh, will something will get passed by the end of the year. But the budget and the debt ceiling, I'm not so sure that gets very political. Should should the new House handle that or should we handle it? You know, it's uh, that strategy that's going on. But another thing that happens, Tom, is. Both parties have their leadership elections. I'll go back to Congress next Monday, a week from today, and we will have uh, uh, presentations by those that want to be the speaker. And in our case, for the Republicans, that'll be Kevin McCarthy. And then we'll have leader, whip, conference, uh, and and then policy uh, um, candidates in front of the entire conference. That's all in front of all the Republicans. I'm a Republican. And then the next day, on a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll vote the new leadership. Uh, and, that, and the Democrats will be doing the same thing over on their side. Regardless of who uh, wins um, in the House, uh, both parties uh, elect their new leaders for the next Congress, which begins uh, January 3rd. And so that they can get, you know, hit the hit the ground running. And so that that's actually a, a pretty big deal that that uh, then almost controls what we will be voting on the two weeks of January and the two or three weeks of December. But there won't be any other major issues other than uh, regular end of the year bills. I, I don't anticipate any new bills or new initiatives on on the part of uh, either party. Yeah, that's the thing, and you know, you get to this uh, this point in the post election realm, and then uh, it's pretty. Uh, I imagine it's got to be uh, 
difficult to almost impossible to uh, really uh, come up with new legislation in the interim. Well, it's it's really too late yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to, to do that. Give, given the those three things that I mentioned: budget, debt ceiling, and NDAA. Uh, that, those are that. Uh, there's a lot of work, debate, uh, reading, um, and and um, regular order involved in that type of thing. Tom, that's a that's a tall order to get it done. And, and over the years. Uh, we've actually uh, ended up coming back uh, after Christmas and spending a couple days voting because they couldn't get it done in the meantime. But this, it'll be interesting to see whether if the House is taken over by the Republicans, and there's a large majority, like some people think, will will it just be a very lame duck session for the Democrats, and they either won't do anything or they'll try to cram some things into these bills that we're discussing, which would just push them off the next year. We'll see. That's the politics of, of the end of the year and a possible uh, change in leadership in the House. And uh, you'd mentioned earlier, Congressman Pence, that uh, you know the uh, the budget process and then kicking the can down the road. Now, this is where the... Um, seems like a lot of case, if I'm not mistaken, where the uh, continuing resolutions come into play. That's exactly right. That's that's the default um, um, option for the majority party is just have a continuing resolution, which must leave everything the same uh, for next year's to be. Uh, and they can do a continuing resolution for a short period of time, which is probably what's going to happen uh, when on the debt ceiling that that'll be the one uh that'll be very interesting but again uh it's going to get very political and going to see uh who who wants to do what to whom and then so uh again uh up until uh, january it's uh pence.house.gov um anything else uh congressman greg pence uh, before we let you go this morning no go out and vote get out and vote and thank you for having me on here and uh look forward to talking to you after the election 